Good morning, everybody. All right. I want to greet those of you who are on our campuses today in Waterbury, New Milford, and in Derby, and for all of our online friends, greeting to you as well. Uh, my name is Brian, if you're here for the first time or tuning in for the first time, and I'm one of the lead pastors and just thrilled that you're joining us today. And uh, again, it's just a real privilege and, and pleasure to be able to share from God's Word today. Uh, we're in this series called Good Question, and there's a lot of good questions out there, aren't there? Probably a lot of questions that, that you might have. And the question that we want to answer today is why forgive? Why forgive? Forgiving's hard, isn't it? I really sense today, whether you're online in one of our campuses, whether at our Bethel campus in front of me today, I truly believe that there are many of us who need to receive forgiveness, and there are probably even more of us who need to release forgiveness today. And so my hope is not just to give you a nice message full of information. I actually never preach for information. I try to always preach for transformation, right? Because that's what it's about. So I hope we never leave any of our campuses, online space going, wow, I got a lot of great information. <laughs> I pray that through the knowledge of God that we might be transformed. And so my prayer is that today many would receive forgiveness. And I believe that even more today would release forgiveness. There might be some who come into this place, into this campus, and there's somebody you need to forgive. An offense has happened, a hurt has happened, and you've been holding on to it. And today is a day for you to release it. Maybe there are some listening to this for the first time who've never received the forgiveness of God in your own life. I'm praying that today you wouldn't just get information, you'd get transformation that you might be freed from your sin, freed in a relationship with the Lord. I remember I went to college in Minnesota and we had some family friends that lived in Minnesota and so I would often go to their place kind of as a respite, a little place to, to go and, and have a home-cooked meal. And their names were Bob and Susan, an older couple. And I got to be good friends with them because I'd go and visit them maybe more than they would have liked, I'm not sure. But I remember going on one occasion and looking at all their family photos and I sat down with Bob who became a bit of a mentor in my life and, and he was sharing about his family and he shared a very tragic story and I want to share just a little bit of it with you today. Bob shared about his, his daughter and his daughter when she was in middle school she went on a walk with a friend late at night and she was hit by a drunk driver and she was killed. And Bob told me about this story and just how tragic it was in his life and just how much pain it continued to, to bring him. But then he, he told me the story of what happened after that. And he said, you know, that drunk driver just disappeared and we didn't know who it was. And that was really hard for us, that there was really no justice, no resolve around what happened he said, so we planned the memorial service and we invited all of our closest friends and all of a sudden the news channels caught this story and they were telling the story in the community and even around the nation actually of this person who hit these two teenage girls and then just fled the scene and how they couldn't find him or her. And so Bob, they, they put together the memorial service and they said it was a beautiful service just honoring the life of their daughter. 
And afterwards, so many people came up to him and just shook his hand and, and hugged him and gave them cards and their condolences and their kindest words that they possibly could give. He remembered uh, different teachers of his daughters coming and, and shaking his hand and hugging him. He remembered uh, her coach coming and, and hugging him and saying, if there's anything I can do, please, please let me know. Well, several weeks later, uh, an auto mechanic uh, called the police because a car came in and it clearly wasn't a deer that hit the car but he found uh, evidence that maybe this was a car that hit a person. They called it in and sure enough this car was the car that ran into Bob's daughter. And shockingly it was the car of the daughter's coach who was at the memorial service hugging him there's anything I can do. I said, Bob, this is an amazing story. How'd you ever get through this? And Bob said, you know what, Brian, that's not the end of the story. Everybody thinks that's the end of the story. That's what was written in the papers, but that's not the end of the story. I'm telling you this because I want you to tell, I want to tell you the end of the story. I'm like, all right, Bob, what's the end of the story? He said, well, I went and visited the coach. He was sentenced to prison and I went and visited him. I said, why did you go and visit him? He said, I had to. I had to. I had to forgive him. I'm like, what? Why did you have to forgive him? He said, Brian, I'm gonna tell you something that you need to write down. You need to remember the rest of your life. I'm about to drop some wisdom into your lap that's gonna be invaluable. He said, I had to forgive him. Here's why because I'm a man who's been forgiven, and I know what it's like. I've been set free from my sins. I'm forgiven. And this man, he needs to know Jesus. So I went and told him about him. And you know what, Brian? Maybe even one of the greater reasons is this, is because I knew I couldn't live under the weight of unforgiveness. I just couldn't live under that rock I had to release it. Man, I learned some valuable lessons that day about what it means to forgive. You know, forgiveness means to release and send away. Release and send away. My prayer is that today we might release and send away those offenses. Release and send away through the, the grace of Jesus Christ our, our sins that we might experience forgiveness but also release forgiveness today. Why forgive? Why forgive? You know, forgiveness is not forgetting. It's often a, a myth. It's, there might be some of you who are thinking to yourselves, wow, I thought I, I forgave, but I keep remembering it. I'm such a failure at forgiving. I keep remembering the offense. Let me just relieve the pressure for you. You're probably going to carry a picture around with you of that offense that happened because it was very real. It really hurts. And when you're reminded of it again today, it still hurts. That doesn't mean you haven't forgiven. What I would suggest is carry a picture around, but don't carry a map. <laughs> when you carry a map to the offense, what you do is you, you have the exact coordinates, so whenever you want to, you go right back to that place when it first happened. And the anger and the, the bitterness and the, the rawness of the hurt is there again. 
will probably always carry a picture, but forgiveness means getting rid of the map, being able to move on. So forgiveness, it's not forgetting. Forgiveness is also not trusting. You know, you have to earn back trust. If somebody's hurt you, when you forgive, it doesn't mean that you trust them again immediately. It would be silly for you to place your wallet in front of the person who stole from you. (laughs) No, they have to earn that trust back. Forgiveness is also not minimizing. I think a lot of times we, we often withhold forgiveness because we think if I forgive, that's me saying what they did to me wasn't that bad. But it was that bad, therefore I can't forgive. No, forgiveness is not minimizing. Forgiveness is not saying what happened wasn't real. Forgiveness is not saying that it didn't really hurt and still doesn't really hurt. No, forgiveness is releasing and sending away. Why forgive? Let me give you just some answers to that question. Why forgive? The first answer I want to share with you is this. Why forgive? Because he loves you. Let's take it from the other perspective here for a moment. Why has God forgiven us? Why do we sit in our campuses, in our homes, and in our, in our places of worship right now, and, and why are we able to praise and thank the Lord for forgiving us? Because he loves you. That's why. He loves you so much. I love it in John chapter 3, verse 16. It says it so clearly. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God loves you. You need to know that today, that God, he loves you so much. So much that he came down as one of us. He lived the perfect life that none of us could live, a blameless life. He sacrificed his life for us so that our sins can be forgiven, so we can be set free. He died on the cross, but he rose from the dead, conquering death. He ascended into heaven. He's given us the down payment of his spirit, which gives testimony that Jesus is alive and his promise is that he is coming again. And when he does, we're gonna be with him in eternity. This is the good news. And it's because he loves us. He loves us. Maybe you've been in a relationship in the past where that person never said they love you. Maybe you've had a parent or a spouse or a good friend and they just, it's, they've just never said those words, I love you. I love the fact that God's been saying it since the beginning of creation. <laughs> God's not afraid to tell you he loves you. He's not afraid to go to every length to let you know that you are his child and you are loved. He's been saying it since the beginning of the time of time. He loves you. He said, I love you when he created this earth. He said, I I love you to the people of Israel when he parted the Red Sea. He said, I love you every day as he delivered manna to them. He, He said, I love you when he was a cloud by day and a 
fire by night. He said, I love you when he brought his people into the promised land. He said, I love you when he came in a manger. He said, I love you when he hung on a cross. He said, I love you when he wasn't in the empty tomb. He said, I love you when he gave the gift of his spirit at Pentecost. He said, I love you. I love you. He said, I love you when he saved you. Put your name in there. He said, I love you when he provided for you when you thought there was no other way. He said, I love you when he met you in that health journey. He said, I love you when that person hurt you and offended you, yet he gave you his peace. He said, I love you when he got you out of that mess. Somebody say amen, because I know you've all been in a mess. I've seen some of you in it. (laughs) He said, I love you. You know, for... For the Lord, forgiveness, it's not transactional. It's relational. It comes out of his heart of love for you. Let me read another passage which leads to another reason why forgive. James 5, 16 says this, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. Okay, so that's a command. That's what we should be doing. This is part of what should make our gatherings whether it's in our homes or in our campuses, in our small groups, we should be confessing our sins to each other and praying for one another. And then these two little words come. It says, so that. I love little words in scripture that have big impact. And these are little words that have big impact. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that. And what do you think follows the so that? I didn't put it on the screen on purpose. What do you think follows the so that? So that you can feel better about yourselves? So that you can check off the the list of all the things you need to do? No, 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 no. This is what it says. So that you may be healed. Healed. Which leads to the second reason why forgive and why does God forgive us? Because he wants to heal you. He knows that we all need restoration. He knows it. And he wants you to be healed. And and God knows that your healing, your spiritual healing, your inner healing is on the other side of us coming and saying, I confess of my sins. Would you forgive me, Lord? This is where your your healing comes from. Our, Our inner healing comes through the receiving, but also the releasing of forgiveness. When we receive forgiveness, it brings healing to us. When when we truly experience the forgiveness that God has to offer, all of a sudden our failures become events, not our identity. All of a sudden, now we are wiped clean and and we, we, we we walk now in our true identity as the sons and daughters of the Lord. And when we release forgiveness... It brings healing. I love Bob's answer to me. Why, why did you forgive Bob? Because I knew I couldn't live under the weight of unforgiveness. He knew his healing was on the other side of being able to release and send away the hurt. Release and send away the offense. In this sense, friends, forgiveness is for you. It's for you. Forgiveness should actually be looked at as a gift from God to you, but also a gift that you can practice for your healing. 
Third reason. Why do we forgive? Because he has more for you. I love in Acts 2, verse 38, it says this. This is Peter. He's replying. He says this. Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Now here's another small but impactful word. Then. So Peter's saying, this is after Pentecost, after the Spirit falls, and they're asking questions, what's going on here? Are all these people drunk? No, they're not drunk. What can we do to receive this Spirit? Well, here's what you need to do. You must repent of your sins and turn to God. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then, then you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Why does God want to forgive you? because he knows that there's so much more for you. He, he wants you to experience his presence. Forgiveness is our entrance. It's the door that we can walk through in order to experience the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Forgiveness is the way into the presence of God. It always has been. From the Old Testament or the Old Covenant into the New Covenant, it's through forgiveness that we enter the presence of God. And God wants so much more for you. He wants you to experience and know his goodness through his presence. Why forgive? Fourth reason, because it's what we have experienced. Why should we forgive others? Well, we should forgive others because we've experienced forgiveness. Have you ever experienced something you said, man, you've got to try this? <laughs> Maybe it's a, a great food or a, a ride at a park. Man, you've got to try it. You've got to do this. Friends, when you experience the freedom of forgiveness, you want others to know this as well. When you encounter Jesus in this way, you want others to as well. When you have a deep understanding that you yourself have been freed through forgiveness, you want it for other people. I love in Isaiah 53, verse 6, it says this. All of us, so now we're all in the boat together, right? All of us, like sheep, I don't know how much you like being associated with sheep, but that's, we're often called sheep. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. Gone our own way. Left God's path to follow our own. That's our shared story. At some point in our life, Maybe at many points in our life, we've chosen to go our own way, to stray off God's path. And I love this, another small but important word, yet. Even though, even though all of you, like dumb sheep, I'm just trying to grab your attention right now. All of you like sheep, even though all of you like sheep have gone your own way, has strayed from God's path, yet, even though, yet, the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. Praise God. Praise God that even though I've strayed, God called me back. Praise God that we serve a God who leaves the 99 to go find the one. Praise God. And we've all been that one. Praise God. And because of that, because I've experienced this, this deep and intimate experience of the forgiveness of God, now I'm in a place where I want others to experience the same thing. 
I, I want you to, to, to be forgiven because I want you to experience the love and grace and mercy of Jesus, which I've experienced myself. And so as Christ followers, we forgive because we are the forgiven. <laughs> we, are, we forgive because we're the forgiven. Last reason, and then I want to give some real practical ways on how to forgive. Because it's not easy. But don't the difficult things in life form us? They form us. Here's one more reason why we forgive. Because it's who we're called to be. Let me reread our passage for today. It's out of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 and 32. And there are two pictures in this passage. And I want to share these two pictures with you. The first picture is this in verse 31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Here's the first picture. It's a picture of a person where there's bitterness in their heart, where there's rage, where there's anger, where there's evil in their heart. Now, I'd love to be able to stand up here and say to you, it's really hard to find this picture in our world today. Man, I'd love to be able to stand up before you and say, you know, it's really hard to find this picture in the life of the church. I'd love to be able to say and stand before you and say, I've never been this picture. But it's just not true. I think, sadly, too often, I'm the first picture more than I'm the second picture. Sitting in bitterness about something angry. And I know you're right there with me. You know how I learned sometimes I'm in the first picture? I started going to my kids' soccer games. That's how I knew. That's how I knew right there. It's like, oh my goodness, I'm the first picture, not the second picture. Why am I getting so upset at U9 soccer? Why are you? I've seen you out there. How did I know I'm more like the first picture sometimes than the second picture? Because I drive. <laughs> I drive. And some of you out there aren't as good of drivers as I am. Okay? I'm a very good driver. And, and sometimes you're just not as good as me at driving. The other day I saw this, this person and, and they were in line and I was behind them and there was one person in front of them were stopped at a light and the light turned green. And this person, I'm sure, was praying and meditating on the word of God, okay? And it, and it took them five seconds to get moving. And this person began to honk at them. And, and then finally the person got moving. And then they moved over and they pulled up next to them. This person pulled up next to them, rolled down their window, used fingers at them, okay? Fingers at them, all kinds of them, and began to scream at them. And I wondered... Why? why? Why do we do that? Why do we get so upset by such little things? Why are we more like the first picture than the second picture? I've never been out there on the road driving as well as I drive. I've never been out there and, and had that situation happen where this person behind afterwards rolled down their window and said, hey, 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 I, I'm sure you're having a bad day. No problem about the slow turn. 
I've never had that happen. I've never seen that happen. Actually, I've never seen it happen where somebody rolls down their window and says, hey, hey, I just wanted to acknowledge the, how you turned your blinker on and how wonderful of a turn you just made. That was an exceptional driving maneuver that happened right there. Never happens. No, we get upset. We get angered. I was on a soccer sideline and parents were yelling at a referee. The referee was in middle school. No joke. No joke. If that's you, stop it. Why? Why? Why are we doing this? Why are we looking more like the first picture than the second? Stop it. And I got to be honest with you, if that's Christians, stop it. You're not acting Christ-like. Let me read about the second picture. Please, Brian. <laughs> Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. Wow, that's who we're supposed to be. This is who we, who we are in Christ Jesus. And I love it. It ends by saying this. Just as God, okay, God's never unwilling to do what he's asking you to do. In fact, he always does it first. So he says, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So why do we forgive? Because it's who we're called to be. Why do we forgive? Because it's the way that we reflect Jesus Christ to our world. It's who Jesus is. And we're called to follow him. And so when we forgive, we're being Christ-like. Do you want to be Christ-like? Well, then you forgive. That's what we do. And actually, when we forgive, we please God. If, if forgiveness is being Christ-like, then that pleases the Lord. And, and when we forgive, it shines the light of Jesus to others. It should actually shock this world. When I've told that story in the beginning, did it shock you? But in one reason, why? Because this is who we're called to be. It should shock the world. It shouldn't shock Christians. It should shock the world. Wow, what is that? What kind of love is that? What kind of forgive? What there? That is grace at a different level. I have to know more about who these people are. This is forgiveness. It's our posture. It's who we we are. I love in Matthew eighteen. Peter comes and he says, "Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times." That's a lot of times. Actually, the number seven means complete. So Peter could be saying, completely? That's a good answer. But Jesus, he, he wants to emphasize. He says, no, not seven times, but 70 times seven. <laughs> just, just when you thought it, it, you were done, you keep forgiving. This is who you are. This is your posture. This is your commitment. Forgiveness never takes a day off. It's who we are. I often say forgiveness, it's like a road. Uh, we all need to be on it as Christ followers. If you can imagine a road, when it comes to forgiveness, it's, it's not an option to stay off the road. How fast you travel down the road may differ, <laughs> but as Christians, we're called to be on the road to forgiveness. It's who we are. So how do we forgive? Let me give some suggestions here, and then I'm gonna hand it off to our campus pastors and uh, to Crystal online in the, in the chat to kind of walk us through this. 
um, because I really want to give you an opportunity to forgive today. Here's an easy way to remember how to forgive. First, give thanks. Start from a posture of giving thanks. Give thanks to the Lord that you are forgiven. Oh Lord, I thank you that I was in a mess and you saved and rescued me. Oh Lord, thank you that I went my own way, but Lord, you came and you sought me out. Lord, thank you. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. First step. Second step. Give up your burden. So give thanks and then give up. Give up your burden. Oftentimes what I like to do is imagine myself taking that offense or that hurt, that thing that I need to release, and I lay it at the feet of Jesus. I imagine just laying it at the feet of Jesus. Oftentimes I'll use my words and I'll just say, Lord, I I, I wanna release this this, um, criticism that I got and I I wanna put it at your feet. Lord, these, these words that, that were said about me, Lord, I, just, I, need to, I need to forgive, I need to release and send it away, and so Jesus, I'm placing it at your feet. And I use my imagination to literally place it at his feet. And then I, I, I picture myself walking away. Give thanks, give up, and then give praise. Give praise. Say, Lord, I praise you. (laughs) I praise you, Jesus, that you've invited me to lay this at your feet. I praise you, Jesus, that you are going to help me in this struggle. I praise you, Jesus, that you, by the power of your spirit, are the one that's gonna help me walk away from this. I praise you, Jesus, that you go with me. And then finally, and maybe the most difficult, but I actually think this completes uh, our time of forgiveness, is I give blessing. Lord, I I pray a blessing over this person who said these things. Lord, I pray that they might know your forgiveness. I pray that they might know your healing power. I pray that you might encounter them in a way that changes and transforms them forever. I know that you love this person or these people doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to be best friends with them, but Lord, I pray a blessing over them. Friends, this is the process of forgiveness, and you might need to go through this several different times, maybe even daily for a season. Give thanks, give up your burden, give praise, and give a blessing. I'm going to pass it back now to our campus pastors and uh, to lead through a time in the worship teams through a time of offering forgiveness, of receiving forgiveness from the Lord, maybe for the first time today, and releasing forgiveness for those offenses and hurts against us. I pray that this message has been helpful for us. I pray that it hasn't just been good information, but I pray that it's been transformative in our life. And I pray all of this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Friends, I'm gonna invite our worship team to come forward and uh, here in our Bethel campus and online with our online uh, friends as well, I just wanted to lead us through a time where we go through this forgiveness process. I said in the beginning of this message, I think there are some folks in here today who need to receive forgiveness. Receive forgiveness from the Lord, that he loves you. 
He wants to cast your sin as far as the east is from the west. That's really far. (laughs) Scripture even says that he'll remember them no more. That's how clean the slate becomes through the power of Jesus Christ. Amazing. All we need to do is, is surrender those things to the Lord, confess them to the Lord. Maybe even today you need to forgive yourself. There's something that, that you've done in your life that you've just held on to. Wow, the Lord would never want to be in my presence. Wow, there's, I've just really messed it up. And, and you're, just, you're just killing yourself over something you've done. And today could be that day where you, you forgive yourself. See, wow, the blood of Jesus covers this as well. I want to give thanks for that. Or maybe there's somebody out there that, that's hurt you and really hurt you. And you've not yet forgiven. Or maybe today you just need to forgive again. And so I just want to walk us through this time of, of asking for forgiveness and, and releasing forgiveness. And um, the band's going to sing this, this song, Grace Flows Down. And uh, I'm going to lead us through these, these four steps and then the team's gonna sing in, in between. And so this is just gonna be a ministry moment for us as we sing together and as we release and receive forgiveness today. So let's start. Let's start by giving thanks. Just from wherever you are, and, and some of us might decide to speak it out loud, others of, us, others of us might just say it in our own hearts, however you feel led. But let's start by just giving thanks to the Lord, remembering that he has forgiven us. Let's just get back into that posture. It's so good to go back into this, the grace of God for our own lives. Let's just enjoy the fact that we've been forgiven. So just in your own hearts, just give thanks to the Lord for how he's forgiven you. And the team will lead us in just a moment. Let's, um, let's now give up those burdens that, that are on you, those offenses, those hurts. 
I want you in this time, as, as the team sings, just to imagine laying those things before the feet of Jesus. Praise God that we have a Savior who's willing to take it, who's ready to carry it. I just want to encourage you. It could be a person's name. It could be something that was said. It could be something that you've done that you need to receive forgiveness for. I just want to encourage you at this point to give that up, to release it and send it away, set it at the feet of Jesus. I just saw Jesus walking through this room, just offering his healing, walking into our online spaces, into your homes, and just offering healing, healing over marriages, healing over friendships, healing over each and every person's heart as they released that at the feet of Jesus. I want to invite you to, to stand with me now. We're going to continue in this. If you're online too, I want to encourage you just to take a different posture right now. To stand, to kneel, whatever it might be. And right now, we, we want to give praise. So we just want to trust the promises of God right now. That when we confess our sins, He forgives. That when we forgive others, that He blesses those moments. We want to just step into those promises now and we want to praise the Lord and thank him for it. And so I want to encourage you just to lift your voices as we sing this, this song again. Let's give praise for who the Lord is as our great forgiver.